0: really is covert narcissism you know a lot of people ask this and a lot of people are struggling trying to figure out what this really is and I recently heard a podcast that was trying to figure out what a covert narcissist is and they clearly like so many others did not truly understand and they said that you know aren't all narcissists covert because they all do things in secret and that was the debate and the discussion that they were having. You know, narcissists have secret affairs. There's, there's physical abuse that's behind closed doors. They hide their financial endeavors. They hide their communication. So doesn't that make all narcissists covert? And it made me realize that, that so many people truly do not understand what covert narcissism is. I know I didn't when I first began reading about narcissism. You know, yes, all narcissists seem to have a secret side, but being a covert narcissist is not about that secret affair or that double life or anything like that. You know, many, not all, but many narcissists cheat and hide their personal affairs, but this is whether they're overt or covert. So I want to look into that question, what really is covert narcissism? I'm Renee Swanson, your host on the Covert Narcissism Podcast, and I want to thank you for joining us today. So what is a covert narcissist being a covert narcissist is a narcissist that hides the arrogance and the feelings of superiority behind a facade of humbleness. Let me say that again. They are a narcissist that hide their arrogance and that feeling of superiority behind this false sense of humbleness. They hide that lack of empathy behind a false show of compassion. They can appear to be a truly compassionate person publicly, but they hide their lack of empathy. And some of them are so good at it that they truly convince themselves that they are a kind and compassionate person. And you will never, ever be able to convince them otherwise. You know, a covert narcissist, they often hide behind this facade of shyness and insecurity, introvertedness and social awkwardness. You know, they, they hide behind that and, you know, oh, I'm just, I'm just not very good socially. And they really believe in this image that they are portraying. And victims often feel sorry for them. They often want to help them. Well, if I can just help them to feel more loved, then they will not feel so insecure. And then they will let their true greatness bloom into the world Covert narcissists are experts at playing this. They're experts at playing that victim role and I mean experts. And we're going to talk more on this, you know, throughout this podcast. So, let's look a little deeper, you know, into the DSM. I don't know if you've heard of the DSM. It's the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. And, and it's the, the journal that the, the doctors and the psychologists and all of them go to uh, to, to look at personality disorders and mental disorders and, and the diagnosis of such things. So here's their definition of narcissism. Narcissism is a pervasive pattern of grandiosity, the need for admiration, and the lack of empathy, beginning by an early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts. And it's indicated by five or more of the following. One, has a grandiose sense of self-importance. Two, is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, and ideal love. Three, believes that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or associate with other special and high-status people. Number four, requires excessive admiration. Number five, has a sense of entitlement Number six is interpersonally exploitative. Number seven lacks empathy. Number eight is often envious of others or believes that others are envious of him or her. And number nine shows arrogant, haughty behaviors and attitudes. Alright, so that's the definition of narcissism in the DSM, and I've, I've mentioned this before in another podcast, uh, but looking at it in a different context today, because today I want to explore how this plays out differently in an overt narcissist versus a covert narcissist. They Both types of narcissists hold these traits and characteristics inside them, the lack of empathy, the requiring excessive admiration, the grandiose sense of self-importance, all of this is there but it plays out differently in a covert narcissist. So let's look at some examples. So an overt narcissist is going to tell everyone of their great importance. You know, anyone who can, who will listen to them, even a total stranger, they're going to tell them of how great and wonderful they are. They're the loudest voice in the room, telling story after story about themselves. You know, if you're in a social setting with them, they're the ones that are constantly talking the entire time about themselves. A covert narcissist is not like this they are not the loud boisterous person in a group setting in fact they often are are shy and quiet they might be reserved in a public setting they might be off to the side Uh, they're not gonna be as engaged in a public setting a, a group setting their arrogance shows only in private settings You know, they will tell their great importance to someone that they think will benefit them in some way. They're going to be the one off to the side one-on-one with somebody, but they are craving that person's attention. It's someone whose attention they desire or someone who maybe they want as supply, someone who, um, you know, even that they can keep in place by telling of their great superiority, someone that they believe is inferior to them or someone who, who they want their, their attention, Another way that this plays out with a covert narcissist is in this type of setting, they might tell of their great accomplishments in front of you and one other person. And that person, again, is someone whose attention they desire or someone who they they want to impress. And and telling this in front of you and that person, it serves two purposes. It makes them look good to this other person who is a, a potential supply to them. And it puts you in your place of inferiority. You know, if you object to saying, well, you never did this or you never did that, you're going to look petty and contrite, and it kind of keeps you in line. And I'll give you an example. My husband, he hardly ever did yard work. I did all the mowing. I did all the weeding. I did all the indoor work as well. Like, I took care of our home. And every now and then, if I really needed him to, he would mow, like if I was sick or if I was injured or whatever, he would do it, but it was only like once or twice a year. And then he would mope and complain about it, you know, the whole time. Well, one day he and I were talking with a friend of ours and that particular friend does all of the yard work at his home and has for as long as I've known him and his wife, he, he really actually takes really good care of his yard. And it was a friend that my husband looked up to because of his status in our community. Um, And so our friend was, we were in communication, just talking. The three of us were in conversation. And and our friend was talking about the yard work he had done over the weekend. You know, I had asked him, hey, how was your weekend? He said, well, I spent the whole weekend doing yard work and getting all this done. And he was kind of talking about this. Well, my husband spoke up and he said, yeah, I got all my yard work done over the weekend too. What? He didn't do a thing. He had not done any yard work in weeks and maybe even months. I was like, what are you talking about? But I knew that if I spoke up right then, I would be the one causing the problem. I would be the one creating this uncomfortable and awkward situation in front of our friend. So I I kept my mouth shut. You know, I didn't wanna be the one sounding petty and insensitive. So I didn't say anything. And after we'd left, I asked him about it. I said, what yard work were you talking about? And he said, oh, I got out the weed eater and I I did as much as I could, but it ran out of string. So I had to stop. So when we got home, I looked and on one side of the driveway, he had done maybe about six feet with the weed eater. And it was a tiny amount. You know, we have this long driveway and sidewalk and all of this. It was a tiny little amount. And then I looked in the garage and we had three more rolls of extra string. All he had to do was change it out, which is not a difficult process, but that was him getting all of his yard work done and making himself look good in front of our friend. You know, I look at another difference An overt narcissist they're going to make you believe that they have all this great success and power. They're going to exaggerate all their stories. They make themselves look so great, seeking attention outwardly and putting themselves forward. Look, covert narcissists, they're not quite like that. They don't have all this great success and power, and they don't pretend to either, but they do believe that they should. They believe that the world has wronged them of what was rightly theirs. And they're going to say things like, well, you got in my way. You didn't support me enough so that I could pursue these great paths that, that the world had set up for me. You're the reason that I don't have success and power that otherwise I would have had. You know, if I hadn't married you, I would be this great person and and have this great position. It's because of you that I missed out on all of this great success, and it's all your fault. They are the ultimate victim, and it shows up over and over throughout these stories traits, throughout these examples, throughout all the stories I hear, they feel unappreciated and they feel wronged. They privately fantasize about having their specialness recognized, but they also privately fantasize about getting revenge on the people that they think have wronged them. And you are one of those people because you got in their way. You know, an overt narcissist, they spend all this time talking about their their specialness, their own specialness. But a covert narcissist, they seem to spend more time thinking about their specialness and their superiority. It's more internal than it is with an overt narcissist. But you better believe that their victim is going to hear all about how they are overlooked and misunderstood in life. Narcissists require excessive Admiration, And an overt narcissist is going to boast about their achievements with great exaggeration and, and lies. They're even going to just flat out lies. They want to hear how wonderful they are. They want the reaction of, wow, you did that? That's amazing. But a covert narcissist, they're going to approach it differently. They're going to say things like, you know, I could have pursued that glamorous job. I was qualified, but I decided that spending time with my family was more important than all of that money. Well, they didn't get the job. You know, and, and maybe they weren't even qualified or maybe they tried and they failed, but they didn't get the job. But they're going to play it off as, you know, I decided that spending time with my family was more important. And so they're, they're putting themselves down to appear more humble and, and they, they're rewarded then by other people who are going, you know, wow, that's wonderful that you put your family above money. What a great sacrifice you made and you did the right thing. That was so honorable. Well, it's a bunch of lies. They didn't get the job, but they make it look like they chose their family over this. It doesn't matter that they don't spend any time with their family. It doesn't matter that money is incredibly important to them and they really, truly wanted that job and they're bitter about it. That doesn't matter. They play themselves off to be this great martyr. You know, I took one for the team. And they, they may seem to have a true interest in their family's needs. That, that's what it shows to the public. They, they have an interest in their family's needs and feelings and, and success, and they appear to prioritize this. But they do this in order to be seen as a great spouse or as a great parent. It's this personal image for them. They want to, uh, to gain the recognition and admiration from others for being this great and wonderful you know, spouse or parent. And one thing I definitely have learned with covert narcissists, they are more in love with the idea of being a great husband or a great wife than actually being one. They're more in love with the idea of being a great parent than in actually being one. They just want the admiration. They want the status of being that great spouse or that great parent. They don't do the necessary work to actually achieve that role of being a great spouse or a great parent. And in fact, they don't even believe that they need to. They're great just because of who they are. You know, that's just, they, they that's who they are. And they're great and wonderful and they don't have to do anything to, to earn that admiration or to earn that status of being the great spouse. And if you don't support that, then once again, they're just a misunderstood victim. Their greatness is being overlooked once again. You know, overt narcissists believe that they're special, that they're God's gift to the world, and in general, the world reflects this back to them. But a covert narcissist, they also believe that they're special. They believe that they're God's gift to the world, but the world does not seem to reflect this back to them. And so this continues to feed their view that they are a constant, constant victim. I cannot say enough how much they play the victim role. They love appearing to be the poor victim who's so generous to others, but never appreciated for all that they do. And then people try to build them up. Well, you know, you're just, you're doing so good and you're so wonderful in all of this. And if people just recognize it and so the constant supply is the, the people around them trying to build them up. They know how to show empathy, but it's only a show everything to them is an exchange an investment that brings a return they know how to do these acts of kindness but they do it to win the approval and the admiration of others and if they don't receive that praise or admiration they become bitter and resentful a victim once again they're some of the most resentful people i've ever known in my life it doesn't matter who you are in their world at some point they are going to decide that you have wronged them you have hurt them and that they are once again victim. I hope this helps you in defining covert narcissist. You know, many narcissists do carry traits of both overt and covert narcissism. There are mixtures and and while the underlying and internal beliefs are the same, you know, the the superiority, the lack of empathy, the, the requiring excessive admiration, that list from the DSM, it's the same in overt and covert narcissism, but it does play out differently. And, you know I spent enormous amounts of energy trying to determine if my husband was actually a narcissist or not he didn't fit the picture I had in my mind of what a narcissist truly was and it was because in my mind I, w- I only knew about the overt narcissist but I spent all this time you know trying to decide is he really is he not and it was like I was gonna base whether I stayed or whether I divorced on this decision or on this answer that I was searching until one day I finally realized It truly does not matter if he actually was a narcissist or not. It doesn't matter. What mattered was how he was treating me and our boys. What mattered is that he would not listen to us or give any consideration to our feelings. What mattered is how beaten down we were all the time. That's what mattered. Whether he was actually clinically diagnosed as a narcissist or not did not matter. Abuse is abuse. And abuse is wrong. Don't put up with it anymore. I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. <music>